I am Kaplowitz for, of, and with Kaplowitz Media, www.kaplowitz.xyz. And this is a special presentation of Kaplowitz Media via Kaplowitz Radio, an addition to the interview collection, I suppose. And um, who am I joined with on this interview, and why does it sound like you just flung your car door open? Who is this? This is uh, Lee Marsh, co-owner of Stolen Throne Cigars, and I may have just stole a car. I didn't hear nothing. Did I say I heard right. something? I didn't hear nothing, nah, you sir. Didn't hear nothing. You didn't nothing. Hear nothing. Nothing. What are we even doing here? Oh, that's right. Uh, how's it going? It's going good, man. It's going good. Can't complain. Uh, why well, could? Well, but who who cares to hear that? Well, why why on earth though would anyone complain when they were my uh, co cigar of the year just a few days ago? I mean, the world is your true. oyster. That is true. I just. I feel better about myself when I wake up. I, I look at myself and say, good for you. And it's going about my day there you so go. much better. There you go. And I, I do the same thing if it's any, you know, two peas in a pod. But And and speaking of the Kaplowitz Media Cigar of the Year for you, uh, I interviewed your co-Cigar of the Year. I'm not going to name them. I didn't name you on that show. This is all about you. But I did ask them this question, this question, and the question was, how has this changed your life? Um, do you have to figure if you need to run to the supermarket? Do you have to put on a disguise so you're not mobbed by fans, by paparazzi? Um, when you walk your dog, do you get stopped? Do you get, oh, are, are, you, are, are you that guy? Do you, do you get stuff yeah. like that? Do you? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I can't, even, I can't even do that stuff anymore. I have to, you know, I have to get help. You know, I had to send Jr. and you know the other the other cronies from Stolen Thrones <laughs> out to do those things because I can't, I just can't be seen. You know, I have a, I have a awesome. now. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> and, and 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 you mentioned you mentioned image, and if I may be so bold. Um, it is an image. So if you do have to like some type of peasant. Uh, go to the store and get like a loaf of bread and eggs, please, for the sake of yourself, for the sake of your image, for the sake of Kaplowitz Media, um, put on something nice. Don't just run out looking like a schlep. You know, make sure the hair is done. Uh, make sure you're wearing something uh, something nice. It doesn't have to be fancy. Just uh, keep up appearances because there's a lot riding on it. You never know who's going to see you you're certain to be recognized. And um, it, this, is, this is a big deal. You just don't want to look bad because no, first I, impressions, you, you know? You're, you're right. And I'm definitely a schlepper. So, uh, you know, I'm glad that you said that. I'm always trying to get better, and I take cr- constructive criticism. Uh, I, 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 I'm usually unkempt. Uh, my wife will tell you I generally don't go anywhere without a T-shirt. She hates that as well. So I'm trying hmm. to get better. I just want you to know that, I'm trying to meet the standard that is Kaplowitz Media Cigar of the Year, you know? And, and, uh, and really, at the end of the day, that's all I could ask, is that you attempt to put your best foot forward. I, I, and, and maybe that could be your shtick. 
that could be your shtick. You dress down. You're the dress down guy. But that means you always have to dress down. So that's not a problem. feel free. That's not a problem. You know what? Feel free to tell tell the missus next time she gets on your case. You know, you're at a wedding or something, and you're wearing a ripped up T-shirt. Tell her I have an image to protect. Is what you tell her. <laughs> yeah, I usually scream loudly. Do you think it's easy being me? And that's where, do, do you, a, a funny thing would be to ask your wife if she knows who you are. Don't you know who I am? <laughs> yeah, she'll get a kick out of that. I'm coming to live oh, and move in with you when this is all over. I got an extra bedroom. That's fine. Nice. That's fine. Nice. Bring smokes. It'll be a party. I, will, I know a guy. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so we've bantered. We've done the first part of this. The second part of this is those famous, those infamous, those heavy, those weighty five questions. I've been asking these five questions for about four years now, not just because they are perfected, but also because I'm too fucking lazy to change them. So why bother? I'm going to ask you the five might ask you them all at once, might ask you them in a row. We're going to touch on those five. And then in phase three, there will be, et cetera, maybe some follow-ups, maybe maybe whatever. Maybe something will come up that will beg another question. I'll take a note, and we'll hit that in phase three. So like any fine cigar, this is three phases of interview. And the first phase is behind us and you did spectacularly, I must say. Very, very natural, very organic. And uh, to destroy that natural and organic nature, I'm gonna start asking you these old fucking questions. And the (laughs) first question for you, Lee, of Stolen Throne Cigars, Kaplowitz Media number one cigar of the year, 2018, 2019, who has mentored you and who have you in turn mentored? That's tough, man. That's a good question. That's a good question. It is. You know, it is. Why change it? I think, uh, you know, when you, when you talk about mentors, I think, you know, you can traditionally get caught into the mindset of like someone teaching you or kind of guiding you or, you know, and, and really for me, it was kind of like a kick in the ass, right? Like I, I have to give, so much credit to JR for, for not for everything, you know, because at the end of the day, like a lot of people see me out there and, uh, you know, I'm witty and, uh, whatnot, but if it wouldn't been for him, we would have never done this. Like he finally, he, he showed up at my house one day and he's like, all right, time to get off your ass. Like we're, we're doing this. We've been talking about it. Let's, let's be about it. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot to be said for that, man. Like, he, he's believed in me and in what we're doing, and that really has, like, pushed him. It, it creates this mindset of, like, well, fuck, I, I can't mess this up now. <laughs> right? Like, I, I, we, we got to do it. We got to do it right. Uh, How long were you talking about it before you did it? Oh, shit, man. Like, probably five years. You wow. Because like, we, we were traveling a lot. We, we met a lot of people. And, uh, you know... 
we were getting around and we had talked about it and kind of, you know, him then hauled and kind of started putting things in place and had kind of laid the groundwork, but then kind of just kept stalling and stalling. And finally he was like, dude, it's shit or get off the pot time. And uh, you haven't met JR yet, but he's father time. He's like a bajillion years old. And for him to say that to me, was so uh, stoic. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, th- I take it really seriously, man. And like, this guy is like never faltered. Like even like I told I've told you before, like, I've always believed in what we were doing. And, but it was him who's kind of just been balls to the wall. Like, never, never falter. Even now, like, he's like, we're not done. We're we're going. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And it's it's awesome, man. It's it's super awesome to see him invigorated like that. So what, what was, what was the deal with you guys? Like, why cigars? Is there a history there? What is it? Yeah, it's, so we, we started working together, um, and that's that's how we met. And we would always just, like, you know, grab a drink and a cigar after work. Like, when my wife and I moved here to Virginia, like, he was one of the first people we met. We both, like, were a Ravens fan, so we started talking about football and that kind of shit. And we always used to just, you know, break bread, have a cigar, drink, start talking, and then it just continually build. like, as you intensify the time spent, right? And you just continue to talk and talk and build ideas. And then finally, you know, one of you gets tired of talking about it and wants to do it. And it just happened to be him. And, but like once, once he lit that fire under my ass, he really haven't turned back. You know, uh, I think legitimately like two weeks later, we were on a plane to Nicaragua and, uh, we said, let's, let's do, let's, let's do it. And here we are. Huh. There you are. And here you are. And who the second part of the double barrel question who have you mentored? You know, I try to, uh, there, there's some folks that I'm not going to name, but they, you know, they've saw, they see how we operate and they've asked questions and I'm always willing, man. Cause to be honest with you, uh, you know, there was always people that were going to help me out. Right. Like we, we talked about some people while we were pre-recording and, and that kind of stuff is that right. there's always been people here that will give a helping hand and, and can give you knowledge and say, Hey, well look out for this, like do this. And like, I feel like it'd be a real dick of me if I didn't like turn around and send that elevator back down. Right. Like if I figured something out or if I know, if I notice something that they're doing maybe wrong or could be doing better and I don't say that I'm kind of a tool for that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. it's, it's kind of hypocr- it's kind of hypocritical. So there's definitely some folks, um, in the industry and some outside of the industry that I've, of course, I've always kept my door open and, you know, phone calls to, Hey, here's what you should do. Maybe you should think about this kind of thing. I don't know that I'm, uh, I don't know that I have the prerequisites to be a mentor. Uh, maybe an, maybe an accomplice. I I think I'm well suited to be an accomplice. Uh, well, what's your mentoring style? Do you, you channel JR in your mentoning style or you a shit or get off the pot talker or what, what's your yeah, MO yeah, for that? Mine's usually a little bit brasher. I got, I'm a little bit more, uh, less refined. I'll say than JR, you know, I think I'm very straight to the point. You know, neither of us got time for me to tell you that it's all unicorns and hearts, you know? So right. I'm very direct. So it is, Shit or get off the pot, but probably with, uh, you know, a little steroids mixed in there to get a little little bulk to it. Nice. Like, uh, you sound like a football coach. That's yeah, not bad. pretty much. Yeah. That's not much. bad. So, okay. 
Another question. What have you compromised and what won't you compromise? Oof. That's a good one. Um, they all are. Kinda, all five. Yeah. <laughs> Try, tried and true, right? Tried and true. I, I, you know, honestly, I try not to compromise anything. Um, and that's kind of why we're doing the things we're doing, right? Uh, to, to maximize the experience for the consumer. I try not to. I won't compromise the product, right? Like, it's always about getting better and, and putting something worth having out there, right? And, you know, uh, I don't think the wrong way, man. I, I think... I, I'm humbled, and I've told you that countless times that you would consider us Cigar of the Year. But, you know, for, for me and JR both, when that guy that's busted his ass for 55 hours a week comes home and he, he spent his hard-earned money on our cigar, and he sits down and, and texts us about it and says, hey, man, like, thanks, this is awesome. That's what really keeps it going, man. Like, because we talk, it's not about the money. Like, I'm not here thinking I'm going to chase down old uh, Bill Gates, you know what I mean? But... <laughs> it, it's shit like it. It's shit like that because that's where we started. We were consumers. We knew what it felt like to get ripped off, or, or felt like maybe the cigar didn't live up to you know what it should have been. And so, for someone who you know turns wrenches, whatever they do for a living, man, when they choose us to unwind, I take that personally. You know what I mean? And. I, I won't compromise that. I, I won't compromise that person's commitment to have the right to have some time to freeload, you know, take the feet off and, and kind of unwind a bit. And then if they choose to do that with us, that, that's, that's an honor, man, you know? So, so uncompromising as far as the destination, but the right. journey, it sounds like you might be willing to compromise a bit along the way, but with that goal in mind. Like, just as far as, like, you're a little flexible is what I'm hearing about how you get there. You just know where yeah. you want to get to. Yeah, I think in terms of, you know, if we're really going to break down the bare bones, I, I'm willing to <laughs> compromise my mental health to get there. Because <laughs> it is nerve-wracking, right, to make sure that you're doing what people demand of you and what people deserve from you, especially when you're in a, a market that's full of elastic products. Right. So, yeah, but you, you also have to choose your battles, too, because if somebody comes at you with expectations that are not meetable, that can't be met, you kind of have to maybe get them to compromise a little bit on the other side of things. Yeah, so if I, I mean, but so, I think. Go ahead, go ahead, go but ahead. I think, but I think that's like you said, right? Like you, it's all about the destination, right? So, you know, there's like a famous, uh, my grandfather was a huge, huge football fan and huge influence on my life. And I remember when I was a kid, like he would always tell me like this big Lombardi quote, right? He would say, you know, you always strive for perfection knowing that perfection's unattainable. But in that striving for perfection, you'll achieve excellence. Right? That's awesome. So it is, it, it is compromising, I guess, to a bit because you understand that you can't meet the lofty goals that you set for yourself. But at the same time, you're setting the bar so high that it should be something you should be proud of to put your name on, right? So the goal, not to get too deep, the goal sets the journey, and it's all about right. the journey. Man, that's I'll deep. buy that for a dollar. That sounds good. <laughs> and, hell, it's been working for you so far. You uh, know, yeah, so. Yeah, complain, man. Okay, let's complain a little bit, though, because this next question might lead to some of that. Right. When is it failure? 
when is it failure? Well, I, I think I think that's that's a pretty easy one, man. I, I think it's failure when you choose not to learn from the situation. When you just say, I'm gonna throw in the towel, I'm done here. Uh you know, that and I'll be honest with you, I, I respect a lot of people that do what we do in terms of the cigar industry because it's not easy. And, uh, you know, some people learn that it's not for them and they move on to other things. To me, that's not really failure. Um, at the same time, a man's got to know his limits. So maybe it's not for him or it's not for them or maybe they just can't do it anymore. But it's failure if you just quit with nothing nothing gained, right? Like you, Nothing to show for the effort, you know, no, no, even laterally. Your life, man, you see, your life is so fickle, right? Like you, I can't tell you how many, you know, people I know that are no longer with us. Um, and it's, it's just, it, it's meaningless to make yourself meaningless, right? Like you, people are only going to take you as serious as you take yourself. So if you waste time and you, you do things that are fruitless and there's no real long-term positivity, whether it's a lesson, you know, learning what you don't want to do, learning, you know, I should have done this instead of that. Like you got to take something from it because if you don't, you wasted everyone's time, including your own. And that is a failure, right? Like at the, at the very definition, that is a failure. Like fruitless gain for nothing. Yeah. It's, for nothing. Even, and it yeah. doesn't even have to be a direct thing is what you're saying. You, you yeah, could, again, to use your analogy, somebody, or to use your, for instance, your scenario, somebody comes into this business, cigar, the cigar industry, decides for whatever reason it's not for them. They can't, I don't want to say can't hang. They don't want to hang. There's not enough sure. in it for them. It's, it's, too, it's too much. And that's fine. There's no shame in that taking that with them to their next endeavor, whatever they could have learned from that, even if they learned, even if all they learned was their limits, that's something. But yeah, I mean, again, that prevents it from being a failure. Right? At the, yeah, but at the same point, that's also a bullshit cop out because, it could because, be. It could be. It, because it just could be for obvious reasons. So how do you avoid just, bullshitting yourself with that and i'm not saying you personally because no no i get it i get it i guess i guess that's that's each person's definition though right because like i i could sit here you know i'm a lot of things but i've never been called a quitter right so if if, you know i don't know man that's that's perplexing because i i I do think it's self-defined of course Right. right but like look look how many inventions were intended for this but it ended up being that, right? Is that a failure because it had a better purpose elsewhere? I don't think so. True. True. You know, but but I also see your point is that, man, I could just say, oh, shit, you know, customs grab my stuff. I'm done today. I'm just not, I'm, eh, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to do something and, and, I'm going to sign and there's, papers. There's a <laughs> there's a certain level of intelligence to doing that, too, to understanding that this is not going to work. You know, sure. but, but there's also like a genius to understanding when that point in time exists. And, uh, you know, there's that famous thing like you stop digging for you stop digging for gold or whatever. And you never know, but you were like one shovel full of fucking dirt away from hitting a gold mine. And, uh, you know, there's always that shit. But if you focus on that, you'll go nuts. So I guess at the end of the day, what I would answer the question as and I've answered all these questions myself. It's um, it's kind of uh, knowing when to fold them. If you fold yeah. them too late, you kind of failed. If you folded it too early, you kind of failed. It's it's knowing when to when to walk away, know when to run. What's that song? 
back, what is that, Kenny Rogers the song? Gambler. Yeah, the, the gambler. gambler. Thank you. It, it, that's a yeah. very unnatural analogy for me because I am Jewish, and that's country <laughs> music. <laughs> no, but it I, seems to hold know, water. It it does, but then under that regard, who would ever want to take risks, right? Like, it, I mean, you, I don't know, man. That is, uh, you promised me we were going to say surface level, and this should be deep because. Oh, I don't promise surface level to anyone. <laughs> no one, never, <laughs> never have I promised that and bear witness to my second, my second, my fourth. This is the fourth question. I don't know why I said second, but bear witness to this next question. Let's do that. Where are you on your journey and where are you going? They could be that personal, would... could be cigars, whatever you think. I think it's just the precipice, man. I, I think just getting started i can tell you that i've i've always grinded i've always been you know the quote-unquote hustler and non-stop worker but this kind of new chapter with you know the company and, and where we're headed is it just kind of breathed new life into me right you know especially you throw a little one in there right and that changes everything your perspective changes on everything and i think that's i think that's funny right because when you're when you're a shit-nosed kid, like, you think you know everything, and, like, you, people always tell you, like, oh, you'll under Like, they always say, like, you, when you're a parent, you'll know. You'll know. And you're like, yeah, whatever. But it's true, man. It is 100% true. I'm selling out on that. Like, that, when you have a kid, someone that depends on you, it changes everything. Huh. And uh, it's good, man. I, I It is just a brand-new journey. Like, I don't know if it's a new chapter. I don't know if it's a new book. I but it is. It's it's something new, man, and it's it's awesome. I you know no, got a long way to go. I, I'm on that kick too, and I could tell you from my perspective anyway. It makes risk. We kind of touched on risk before. It makes risk a lot harder to have that kid at home. Oh no doubt. There's a no doubt. The, you you got to cover your ass and their ass and feed right. them and clothe them. And you got to take that into consideration where if the shit hits the fan, if you're a single dude with no kids, you could crash on your best buddy's couch until his wife kicks you out. That's but right. That's right. you can't do that when you have a young kid at home. And yeah, we share that in common. So it really raises the bar and it raises for me, it raised the hustle. I've always been a hustler. Like you sound like you, like you've been, but man, it raises the hustle. Like, I can't, uh, like, go Because you're scared shitless, man. You're scared shitless. Like, you, you're, uh, you know, even, you know, when you have a significant other, they, they're still independent individuals. They can figure it out just like you. But right. you, you answer that kid. Like, you're responsible for that kid's well-being, right? And, like, that's, that's some heavy shit, man. Like, we, I think a lot of people don't take it seriously enough, right? But I'm like, man, like, I, I can't screw this up. But like I, yep. you know, all, all the sacrifices we've made to get to this point and to do the things we're doing has essentially come away from something for her inevitably, no matter if you look at it, opportunity cost of my time or the money that we've invested and all that kind of stuff. So when you do that, shit, man, that bill's got to be paid, right? So you, you, you got to make it happen. And and you, I, I think you're 100% right. It raises the hustle, but because you've got that essence of, oh, shit, like this is real. <laughs> you know, like... It, it yeah. is. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and I never had anybody I had to answer to before. And like you said, sure, you have 
partners, you have relationships that you have to hold, you have to be held accountable to. But that's a whole other level when you're looking at your kid and you have to like, you have to be okay with, well, today I had another fucking day. I did everything I could. You know, I didn't leave anything yeah. on the table. It's all out there. And it's yeah. helped me a lot. And it's also given me an ulcer and I'm waiting for it to give me a drinking problem. But until then, I should be really good with the extra impetus to succeed. And uh, that leads to the final question, the end of the second, done, done. third here. Why do you succeed? I think... Uh, and I think we kind of answered that, but we could build on it. No, we do. I, I think, you know, if we, if we really are going to cut down to the fibers, I think it's an absolute failure to just be ordinary and to not like I've never been one that's big on regrets I don't believe in it like when I was a, again back to my grandfather was a kid he, he used to always say it and like it's so simple but it was true man you either do something or you don't that's it <laughs> and you know but I never want to be someone that looked back and said I wasted time you know and I think if the cigar doesn't work out, if the company doesn't work out, it wasn't because of lack of effort and it wasn't because we didn't put our best foot forward, right? And at the end of the day, that's why you succeed. You do what right? you can you, do. You do what you can do. And when you're willing to get better every single day, do the best you can. And, and when you bust your ass and it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. But nine times out of ten, it, it's probably going to work out if you have the moxie to do it. Right? Yeah. But it, it, and, it's trying. Yeah. It's trying. It, it, I mean, it's not like – that's always super easy to say. <laughs> Dude, inevit inevitably, shit's going to go wrong, and how are you going to deal with it, man? You're going to fold or you're right. going to put up. And I think, right. you know – you know, I, I talk about, like, my grandparents a lot, right? And it's it's one of those things where you talk about sacrifice for your kids. These people raised their children, still took me in, busted their ass for me to have a better life, you know? And uh, the least I could do is do my damnedest to make it, you know, to make that happen, right? That's, that's, you know? that's interesting right there. That's interesting. So what you're saying, so you were essentially raised by your grandparents? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like I don't want to put out there that I have, like, Debbie Pence. That's not true at all. Oh, um, no, 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 no. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But, yeah, basically, yeah. I moved in with them uh, just for a better school situation. I would have been in a better school. And, and kind of my both my parents, they worked, you know, the factory jobs, busting their tails, you know, to provide. It was just a better situation for me. Um, and I'm, I'm better for it, man, like uh, 100%. And, and 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 why why I brought that up wasn't to put your parents on blast as being anything other than whatever you know I wasn't aiming at anything like no, that. No, this no, isn't like not. a crying like I don't expect you to cry during this uh, interview. I mean, <laughs> unless like unless you like cross your legs too hard and your balls get caught up or something. But you know, and that's right. up to you. You know, put the phone down if you need to sob. But <laughs> it's it's an interesting it's an interesting look at success because your success could be somebody else avoiding their failure. So when I say, when is it a failure? Look at your grandparents, what they did. They stepped in, 
they gave all they could to you, their grandkid, when they didn't have to. And uh, it could have been maybe a failure for them if you wound up selling crack. But it's a success because you wound up selling cigars. So if you look at it that way, success, failure, it's linked throughout generations. And so maybe you don't know right away. We were talking about when you cut it, when's the right time. What is that Kenny Rogers shit again? The, you know, when, no, when to hold him, no, when to hold him. Maybe you don't know. Maybe you're dead and buried until the answer is out there. And that's interesting and a little heartbreaking and probably could have went without being said because there's nothing else to say about that. And I painted myself into a corner, but that's good. (laughs) But that's good. Yeah. So, you know, I, you're right. I think there's that's uh, that's a perfect uh, synopsis, right? <laughs> you painted yourself <laughs> so, in the corner. So, so, so we're all off the hook. We're all going to be dead that's and right. buried before we find out if we were right or wrong. I'm okay with that in a way. I'm okay with that. I I, I gotta. We're in the third third now, so I got I got some more wiggle room. I got some follow ups. I got some other stuff. Something I'm curious of. I don't have much of a graphic eye. I don't have like, uh, I, I, I like words. I don't like visuals as much. Right? I shouldn't say I don't like them. I could appreciate them. It's not my strong suit to create imagery. Your, your, uh, your branding, where did that all come from? You know, it's funny, man. Uh, it came from a very like spiteful place. <laughs> just the whole brand, like just the whole company name, like the whole the whole thing. And uh, but the logo itself, right? The uh, the time period gentleman carrying his throne. Uh, that's not, like one of like the best stories I love to tell because you know one of the hardest parts of getting this company going was actually naming man, and and you get it like the branding like it has to be something you believe in and i think this this was like a real obstacle for jr and i to get over because the cigar industry man really breaks the rules of traditional business like the number one rule is like you're not the customer but you Hmm. but you are like i we're pouring passion We're, we're making sacrifices to make these cigars to to a palate that we hope you understand and and we hope that you 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 gravitate towards but right. like at the end of the day, if I don't believe in it, I can't sell it. That's just not who I am. Like I, I don't, I don't operate that way. And sure. so, once once we got stolen, thrown down, Jr. Actually, <laughs> we were smoking and drinking as uh, we tend <laughs> to pair those together. And he actually sketched it out on a napkin. Like it just kind of came to him, like a, I don't know, like an epiphany, and he just put it down. Really. Yeah, he did. It, it, no shit. I still have the picture of the napkin. Like, he's just doodling away. He's like, man, I, I got it. Like, just put it down. And then after that, like, I just came up quickly with the Crook of the Crown logo, like, and it just kind of flowed off of each other, you know? And it's and since then, it's been pretty kind of easy to keep it in there. But that initial, man, it was a spark, and it just kind of yeah, went off the rails. And, and- and with the words, I guess, the, you know, back to the word aspect, you got crook of the crown, like you said. Yeah, it's stolen throne cigars. It kind of makes me feel like it's not just there for the taking. Whatever, whatever prize you have set, 
it's not just there waiting to be snatched up nice and easy. You you got to navigate it. You got to steal it. You got to like you got to operate. Yeah, you got to operate uh, exactly. And it's not it's not just going to happen. You kind of have no. to get yourself in situations where you could take the keys to the castle. Nobody's going to hand them to you because they see how hard you're working or they see how good your product is. You still have to there's some theft involved. Yeah, you know, no, nobody's yeah. willing to give up. Nobody's willing to give up what they got. And in an industry this small, kind of everything that could get got, somebody has already. So somebody else has to come along and kind of take a little bit from them just to carve out their own niche in the market. Man, and you've been, that, that's person, what, you've been the first person to really get it, right? Because on the very surface level, to steal something looks easy. But that's a, that's a very one-way concept to look at it. Right, instead of the 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 beautiful eloquence eloquence you just gave it is it, really what it means. You, you hit it on the proverbial head, right? It is about in an, in a market full of elastic products. How do you differentiate? How do you make yourself stand out? What do you do differently? Hmm. How, how do you capture market share? When you when you're when you're when you're in a humidor. And that guy's coming in to buy his one cigar or lady coming in to buy their one cigar. What makes you the choice and how do you do that? Because like you said, what's worth, what's worth having out there has already been had. So you, you got to take it from something or someone. Right. You know, right. There's nothing there left to wherever here and there unguarded and not being used. You got to, you got to pluck it. You got to take okay. it and you got to run with it. <laughs> you got to, and pluck is kind of, you know, we have a history behind plucky. We're both plucky, yeah. I think. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, and while we're talking about both being plucky, you've mentioned you, you're not like a, you're not like a third or fourth generation Cuban cigar guy. Uh, this no. isn't all you've done. What, what else have you done? Where else have you hustled? What else have you been involved in prior so been to this? I've been all over the place and all over the world, man. I uh, I spent some time in the IT industry. Um, I, I spent some time doing a little bit of consulting and legal compliance and stuff, which is very beneficial in the current state with the FDA and whatnot. Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, and I'm also a data analyst by trade. I'm a, I'm a business analyst. So um, opportunities hmm. and so I, I've kind of been all over the place, analytics and that kind of stuff. And, and and yet you still, in your infinite knowledge, wind up in the cigar industry where you could easily, easily, easily make a million dollars if you show up with two million dollars. So that's uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't claim to be the smartest. That's not what we asked you. <laughs> you asked that, you that's true. To... That's okay. true. That's true. So I, I take that back. And no, what what I was saying was it, it shows your passion. It shows your passion and your and, and even more your hustle and all that good shit. And there's no question if you're going to succeed because you're talking to me because you're my cigar of the fucking year, man. <laughs> so you're right. I mean, man. happy, happy. That's right. That's right. But to answer your question, it is a hundred percent of passion, man. And, we, and, we, and you and I've talked extensively about the way to do things. And and I think you know. The coolest thing, man, I mean, you know it. Like, you, you review cigars and you talk to people. 
the coolest thing is the people, man. And I think, you know, when you hold yourself and uh, hold yourself accountable, if you want to show your face in, in a cigar, you know, lounge where you, you've kind of gotten over on these people with anything less than a, a project out of your passion, I don't. Like, I, I don't want to have to look these people in the eye, you know, and say, eh, I guess I tried. No. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Who does that? No one. No one does that. Right? And if you do, well, shame on you. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's funny because a, a, a lot of that speaks to the authenticity. I'm, I'm also, I have um, some history. I asked you where you hustled prior. A prior place I hustled was comedy and comedy writing and a little bit of stand-up kind of stuff. And the first thing you should learn anyway is that if you're saying anything that's not authentic, the audience is going to pick up on it and they are not going to buy into it. Oh, so, yeah. and I think a lot of that happens in this industry, in the cigar industry. If you're yeah, not authentic. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's excellent, man. People, people it, it, will con- condemn it to a certain extent, but I don't, I mean, they look, man, you, if you buy my product and you're unhappy with it, you have a hundred percent right to tell me you're unhappy with it. I mean, that's your right. Once you, once you, you spend your money on it. Right. And I think like what you said, I, I think they know if they're getting cheated, they, they, they feel it. it. It is an experience, whatever it is. They know when it's there and when it's not. And I think right. you're right. I think when you're not authentic, I think it, it reads, it reads terribly. And people, you know, what's that old expression? It lies like a cheap rug, right? You know? Exactly. Exactly. Usually said alongside sweating like a whore in church. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> that's right. That's and right. that's the logical follow up to that. So, yeah. So this has been great, man. I appreciate the time. Um, oh, man. Thanks for, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, and I appreciate this cigar. Most of all, excellent cigar. And if people that. haven't had a chance to try it yet, go try it. And um, then tell me how great it is or tell Lee how great it is, or just tell somebody else how great it is and leave us both alone. We're busy. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> Do whatever you want. Oh, and, and speaking of telling you, where could people find you on social media and whatnot? Give yourself oh, so a quick shout-out. Yeah, you know, I'm on Facebook, obviously. We have Stolen Throne Cigar page on Facebook. We're also on Instagram at Stolen Throne Cigars. Um, I'm on there as well, you know, Lee Marsh. And so is JR, JR Cannon. We're out there. Talk to us. I mean, we're not as plucky as we've been sold. We're a little, eh, here we are. All right. I guess, you, you, I guess you, you need some Twitter, man. You need some Twitter. I've been on. I know, about that. man. I know. I do have a Twitter. I just, I don't get on it. Uh, I, I'm trying to be better. Cap, you're on me to be better. I'm trying to be better. I'm going to tweet <laughs> right after we get off the phone. I'm going to tweet. There you go. You, you know, tweet at me and uh, we'll get the ball rolling that way on your Twitter. All right. All right. Just for you. Well, we'll We'll have a grand old time. I'm going to hold you to that, too. And uh, and everybody listening at home, hi, Mom. This has been Kaplowitz with Lee Marsh. And uh, you've been you, whoever you are, and keep doing that because I don't see a lot of people lined up for that gig. And visit www.kaplowitz.xyz. And it's been greatly to speak in depth, and we have to do it again, to the second 
pluckiest man in the in the industry. The second Absolutely. pluckiest man. Hey, I'm not I, saying who the first is. <laughs> I mean, a man's got to know his limits, right? I I I heed the throne to you, sir. There's there's no, there's no shame. There's no shame. Let's carry. Take it easy, so man. Much for your time. You too, buddy. All right. Later.